0: Welcome to our podcast, Growing Give and Take Kids, Power Traits for Life. This program is brought to you by Victoria Kendall Hodson and Mary Emma Willis of Reflective Educational Perspectives. They are founders of the Learning Success Institute and Solomar Academy Independent Study Program. They are also co-authors of Discover Your Child's Learning Style and Self-Portrait Power Traits Assessment. Their mission is to give parents and teachers the tools to empower kids to thrive in the real world by focusing on their strength, or as they call it, power traits. Please visit powertraitsforlife.com or reflectiveed.com for more information. Welcome back to Give and Take Kids, Power Traits for Life. I'm Mary Emma, and in this episode, I'll be giving tips for students of all ages, elementary through college. It's the end of August, so it's back to school time. Since we're still in the middle of the COVID crisis, school is looking different now. Most colleges are online only. Many high school districts are also online only. um, And others are struggling to come up with a plan for what school is going to look like. And then that goes for the elementary schools, too. Whether your kids are still doing school at home or are back on campus, whether they're in elementary or in college or high school, these tips will ensure that they will have the best environment or surroundings to work in. So first of all, um, just a reminder about the word fair. A lot of times people get this mixed up, especially educators um, and parents. Uh, And we think that fair means that everybody gets the same thing. It's only fair. But fair is not everyone getting the same thing. Fair is everyone getting what they need in order to be successful. So, let's begin by looking at lighting. We're going to mostly be going over environmental influence today. In other words, the surroundings and how they affect how we concentrate and are able to focus and learn. So, lighting matters. People are affected differently by different lighting situations, which then affect focus, concentration, etc., when learning or working. Um, By the way, all these tips also go for adults in the working situation. Again, whether you're back at your office or whether you're working at home. So is the lighting bright or low, natural or artificial? If it's artificial, is it incandescent, fluorescent, or full spectrum? We know that fluorescent lighting um, can negatively affect both children and adults. It can cause headaches. Uh, difficulty reading, eye strain, irritability, and even hyperactive behavior. Interestingly, plants will not survive under fluorescent lighting, but we expect people to. Full-spectrum lighting, though, is used to grow indoor plants. So if you go to the nursery and are looking to grow indoor plants and you're going over to see the lighting situation, um, those kits that they sell are full-spectrum lighting, again, because plants don't survive otherwise, um, and it's because full-spectrum lighting more closely resembles the actual full-spectrum of light present in nature outside. Positive effects have been documented in classrooms, actually, that have switched to this lighting. If you have fluorescent lighting at home, try switching to the full-spectrum it can make a big difference in attitude and productivity, again, for the whole family, whether it's schoolwork um, or uh, work-work. And also, if your kids are back on campus, they still normally have homework to do or studying to do, so all of these tips um, will also work for homework. Now, what if a student does better with natural lighting? Well, try moving that person near a window, um, whether it's a classroom or whether you're at home, or if you have the flexibility, they might like to actually work outside. So that's something that you can experiment with. The second um, environment or uh, surrounding that we're talking about is sound. Again, people are affected differently by different sounds or noise levels when they're either working or studying. Um, And this goes for adults as well as young people. The sounds in the environment can greatly affect focus and concentration. Some people need complete quiet when they need to concentrate. Others actually cannot concentrate when it's too quiet. You might be one of those or you might have a friend or family members, it's too quiet, I can't think. They actually need some noise in the background. But the type of noise also varies with the individual. For example, is it music that they need? Is it just that sound of people talking in the background? Is it sort of street noise, um, nature noise? So again, that's something to explore. Now, when students are studying or doing any kind of schoolwork at home, it does help to know what works best for them in terms of sound. So what if you have one child that needs total quiet and another that needs music? Or maybe it's the adults, you know, one parent needs music and the other one needs quiet. And then the third, uh, the child needs uh, talking in the background. So now what are you going to do? You have all these different people. Well have a family meeting discuss what can be done to meet as many needs as possible for each individual somebody might need to have headphones on um to listen to music maybe earplugs for those who need quiet and so on so uh it also if you have separate rooms that can work um to uh figure out the noise level and what everybody needs so the idea is talk about it meet whether it's the sound you're talking about or lighting. Have a family meeting if you're back on campus, teachers have a classroom meeting. No, you can't meet the needs of every single person in the class, but I believe that now most classrooms have the social distancing of six feet, so it might be even easier to take care of um, differences in lighting and sound preferences. Anyway, have this discussion and make a few adjustments. Um, you'd be surprised if you just can change a few little things at the big difference it can make to make uh, learning more effective. The next one is body position. Sitting, standing, lying on the floor. So again, while some students need to sit up at a table or desk to do their best work, and this goes for adults, doing their adult work, just as many people need to uh, do better uh, in other positions. So we've got reclining or sitting on a bed, a couch, beanbag chair, or the floor. Still others do their best if they can be standing up, maybe working at an easel or a board or a tall drafting table, a drafting type table, being able to get up frequently and walk around might be desirable. Some people do their best thinking when they're moving. So at home, again, you can experiment with these different arrangements um, for sitting. It could be a desk, a table, it could be the floor, beanbag chair, and even those, those bouncy balls or yoga balls or whatever you want to call them. A lot of classrooms now are opting for those because the a student can sit on it and it just moves just enough to give them that sense that they're not just you know sitting there uh totally still and the movement um just helps them to concentrate so look around if you have those exercise balls check them out maybe for yourself or for one of your kids um but offer it to your kids and the, the especially the kids that need to move you already know that and see what happens. Okay, the last one is about colors. Colors can matter a lot too. Um, the effect of color on mood and activity has been studied for years actually, especially by media marketers. Uh, color plays a big part in advertising and marketers know what colors will get us to buy, to stay longer, to spend more, etc. We know that some colors depress and others energize. Some are soothing, and others make us feel rattled. Some colors slow us down, and some can make people feel hyper. Now, besides these general color principles that that sort of apply to everyone, a person's favorite colors can also dramatically affect mood and activity. It seems that when we're surrounded by our favorite colors, we tend to think more positively and feel more motivated. And when surrounded by colors we don't like, the opposite happens, and we can actually feel restless, upset, distracted, unhappy, or even angry. Just as with any of the other elements of environment that we've been talking about, some people are more sensitive to color and some are less sensitive. So in other words, you don't have to change everything for everyone. You might have somebody in your family who couldn't care less what color is around, so fine. But maybe somebody else, whether a child or an adult, maybe the color really makes a big difference. The same with those other things we talked about. If sound is no big deal, okay. Um, if lighting is no big deal, okay. But it, it is of value to find out when it is a big deal for certain members of the family or the classroom and try to meet as many of these needs as possible. Okay, so back to color. At home, parents, you can help your children decide on how to incorporate their favorite colors in certain areas. If they have their own room, that's kind of easy. If they don't, maybe little corners um, or sections of the house. For the classroom, children can be encouraged to buy school supplies in their favorite colors. Now, will having your favorite color around guarantee passing a test or getting an A on a paper? No. But color can substantially change mood and outlook. And it's one more piece of the puzzle, again, that can contribute to a more positive learning experience for those people for whom color seems to be a crucial uh, element. Um, Talking to your children or students about colors they prefer is also another way of letting them know that you're listening and paying attention and that their needs matter to you. And that also goes a long way um, in getting their um, cooperation and understanding. So, to sum up here, children and adults can learn to add their favorite colors, um, you know, to the extent that's possible, to a personal room, a study space, even just a desktop. Um, or your office space, and it can be in the form of paint, of course, but just some art or a uh, throw rug in that color, adding plants, um, pieces of furniture, just pillows sometimes, that's a simple way to add the color, or other accessories. Um, and also using pens and notebooks in favorite colors, um, especially when taking a test or doing other uh, paperwork because again, it elevates your mood to have that uh, color around. You can wear your favorite colors. And um, so adults, you might think about that if you're going to an important interview or other appointment. Even if it's on Zoom, you're still being seen. So think about your colors. Um, And then the last piece is stay away from disliked colors, if at all possible. So actually, here's the result of a study done in classrooms which showed how uh, po- how powerful color can be this is a quote by dr morton walker when architects changed schoolroom walls from orange and white to blue students blood pressure dropped and their behavior and learning comprehension soared so we began this episode by uh, looking at the word fair. And so <laughs> I just kind of want to end with that as well. A reminder, fair is not everyone getting the same thing, but fair is everyone getting what they need in order to be successful. So thanks for joining me for this episode. If you'd like more information, you can always contact me, m at learningsuccesscoach.com or you can go to my website and check out my ebooks which have a lot more tips and strategies for school at home or school in the classroom one is called learning doesn't have to hurt and the other one is what to do when they don't get it there's also information there about um, the self-portrait assessment which we've talked about before if you want to know even more about how your kids learn best And if you'd like to call me, my number is 805-648-1739. Bye for now.